Welcome back to another edition of the PegCast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside 73rd ranked prospect for this year's NHL 2020 entry draft, Igor Sokolov. Igor, how are you? I'm doing great. You? I'm doing just as fine as I can be during these unfortunate times. And, you know, during these yeah. unfortunate times, uh, a lot of people have turned towards Netflix. Uh, what have you been doing during quarantine? Oh, uh, you know, yeah, first of all, I've tried to be, stay in shape, basically. You know, I'm training online with my co strength coach from Halifax. And, uh, you know, watch a couple shows on Netflix, like Animal Kingdom, Outer Banks. And, you know, it's a good shows. So I think it's basically what I've been doing. And now I got the chance to get back on the ice to, to yesterday first for first time. So, you know, trying to, you know, remember trying to find a way how to skate again, basically. How weird has it been like on your feet wise? Cause obviously getting into skates, uh, you know, since probably March, it definitely has a weird feeling. Yeah. You know, I've been rollerblading like, past four months and like I stepped on the ice and I was like where's my front wheels like <laughs> I, can't, I can't push myself and you know it took me like solid 10-15 minutes to just you know to get that feeling back in my legs and my feet yeah for sure you know because uh skating and rollerblading are obviously two different completely uh ways of uh training oh yeah absolutely it's really really different man it's you know I thought it's not going to be that bad, but it's like at the start, I couldn't push myself on the blades, like on actual blades. It was really weird, but it took me like, like I said, 10, 15 minutes to just, you know, figure out how to do that again. Now, let's get into your story a bit here. Uh, who influenced you to start hockey? Uh, my parents. Yeah, my parents. And uh, going with, uh, you know, with your parents, uh, were there any, uh, you know, fond what was your fondest memory as a kid uh, growing up? Well, you know, I was a kid, and um, my mom really pushed my pushed me towards hockey. Like, I started started skating like at five, and uh, when I was five, and uh, till till I turned seven, like I didn't want to play hockey. My mom had to like basically push myself like like really hard, and uh, you know, like it was really tough times for me. I was crying, and I was saying I don't want to play hockey, like, and you know. And at seven, I started kind of liking it. I started, you know, like shooting pucks and stuff like that. And I just started playing the games and, you know, it was fun. And like now every time my mom and me talk and uh, we just say like, you remember how like 12 years ago, like I just hated you because like you put me in hockey on the ice and, you know, tried to lock me on the ice basically. Those hockey moms, man, they really do push you. Yeah, they definitely do. Growing up, was there a player you wanted to model your game after? Yaramir Jagger was the always the guy I was looking up to. He has played on so many uh, teams. He had a great career in the NHL. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was time when uh, he, he came uh, over in KHL for a couple of seasons, right? And uh, I got a chance watching him in my hometown. They came with his team. So, you know, I said to my dad, like, that's the player I want to look up to. So you mentioned that your mom uh, basically forced you to play hockey. Could you tell me about the road that you took to where you are today? Yeah, well, um, you know, I started skating at five. And after, um, you know, I started being a defenseman at the start. And um, by nine, when I turned nine, and we got a new coach in my team, and I was scoring more goals than the actual forwards. And uh, he decided to try me in, as a forward. And... Um, 
you know, it worked out really well. And uh, as at 13, when I turned 13, I moved to another city to play hockey. And uh, I was by myself as, as a 13-year-old. My parents and my brother stayed in my hometown. And 13 to 17, I was playing in another city, basically. And um, as a 17-year-old, I decided to come over to CHL and, uh, you know, mid, like, it always was my dream to play in North America. So, me and my parents decided to do that. And, you know, I look back and I always said I would never change my decision. So, why did you sign with Cape Breton instead of playing your career in Russia? I think it's just, um, you know, it, it's always my parents and me. We always, you know, like had a goal for me to play in North America. So, when I had that opportunity being drafted by Cape Breton, I said right away, basically, that I want to be. I want to come over. So that's why I decided to come to Cape Breton. And what were your feelings uh, when you did get drafted in the import draft to Cape Breton? You know, it was exciting at the same time, but I was still kind of nervous because, you know, I had, uh, I ha sorry. No worries, no worries. Yeah, I had to go through lots of stuff and, you know, like learning English and, uh, you know, being in a different country so far away from my family. But, you know, it worked out really well. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, hockey in North America is, like, basically the best hockey. So, you know, I had to make that decision. I had to come over and play. Being an import, how hard was it to earn the learn the English language? Yeah, it was hard. It was tough at the start because I couldn't understand nothing. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I had a teacher here twice a week. And, um, you know, everybody's around speaking on in English, right? So it's easier to learn. And, you know, if you, if you do want to learn English, like it takes you like three to four months because like you want to speak to people, you want to talk to people, you mm -hmm. want to laugh with, with people, right? So, you know, it was my motivation on that. Yeah, like I could Im imagine myself in Russia right now trying to understand what people are saying. Like it's just, it's difficult learning a different language. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you know, Russia, you did grow up there, like you said. Uh, did you ever get much coverage of the NHL or was it mostly the KHL? I think it was mostly a KHL because uh, the time difference between Russia and, uh, like, U.S. and stuff is, like, probably, like, nine to ten hours. So, I would be asleep when NHL is going to play, you know. So, I usually would go. I had teams and team playing in KHL in my hometown. So, I would always get a ticket and go and watch KHL games. How lethal is uh, CSKA Moscow, uh, that the team in the KHL that just keeps on, you know, bringing in big names? Yeah, they're, uh, they're really good, man. Like, they have solid players and they have solid coach. And, uh, you know, they, every year they can, like, one of the top, top teams to, you know, like, and you always think they're going to be in the finals. You always expect them to go to the finals. How cool is it having the Olympics, the 2014 Olympics in Sochi, Russia? It was unreal. It was actually really cool. It was a great experience for my, my country and uh, especially for Sochi, you know, hosting, like, hosting that tournament, like Olympic Games, it's a big deal. So I think they've done a great job with that. Every kid dreams of playing in the NHL. Uh, what would it mean for you to, with all the hard work that you've put in to be drafted? Oh, man, it's honestly like it would be the best day of my life, but it's... Uh, it's only one of the goals I wanted to reach. You know, it's a first step and I have an, another like two, three, four steps to get to that level. And, you know, I will keep working hard and 
try to get better every day, basically, and you know, try to grow as a as a person and as as a player as well. This year with the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles, you notched 92 points in 52 games. How did you put yourself in the position to succeed? Uh, you know, I worked pretty hard during the summer, you know, working my skating because I'm a big guy and, uh, you know, working my conditioning and, uh, you know, put some muscle on. And, uh, you know, I was coming in with the mindset that, you know, I want to just prove everybody wrong, being passed twice at the draft, passed to past two summers so you know it was my last last chance to get drafted so you know I set myself goals for a year you know making a more juniors team and being on top and scoring scoring like race and you know just help my team and you know try to make that run for a mem memorial cup but you know unfortunately got cancelled but you know I think I've done everything right this year and uh, you know it was key for me to go into the season with a like huge mindset and you know have goals I want to reach did it take you long to get used to the North American style of hockey? Yeah, it, you know, it's way harder because the rinks are smaller and, uh, you know, you don't have as much time as the puck. And, you know, it's way more hits and shots and, you know, like, it's just way more fun to play. And it took me, like, probably, like, five, six months to just, you know, realize where I am and uh, how good is hockey here. And how did you find out that the season was ended due to the coronavirus? Well, basically, we played game against Moncton, and um, we were on the way back home. And Moncton, uh, like New Brunswick, got like four cases, and we were like, "That's catchy." And NBA got like that one of the players got in, like uh, infected, and uh, they postponed their season. And uh, we were like, "That's not good." And after NHL decided to do that, and we knew it's coming for us. And uh, basically, next day they just postponed our season first and, um, you know, sent everybody back home for like, it was like two weeks after they canceled Memorial Cup and the playoffs everywhere. So it's definitely an unfortunate way for you to end it. Cause you know, you could have really boosted your draft stock if it kept continuing. Yeah, obviously, you know, but I think I've, you know, I've proved a lot of stuff during the year, basically, you know, like starting from start of the year and going through the world juniors. I mean, it probably would have helped me to maybe like, you know, go up in the rankings but for me it's like doesn't matter where I'm gonna get drafted I only just need that one chance and I will take it hypothetically speaking you would have faced the St. John Sea Dogs in the uh playoffs of the QMJHL uh what were some of your successes against St. John uh you know well we they're they're a really young team you know you know they have, have lots of young kids who like are gonna be top prospects for an NHL in like next two years and they're gonna be you know, solid team next year, and probably in next two years they're gonna win. And I thought that we had lots of grit, and we were way older, and we had lots of guys who were pushing themselves at the rink every day. And uh, I think we could we could have beat them because we had you know more toughness. I would say. I think that the Canadian way of hockey is you know going with the toughness route, and it definitely seemed you know looking at your roster that you guys had the toughness advantage over them. Yeah, absolutely, man. We had lots of big guys and, you know, even the guys who were smaller, but, you know, they had, you know, huge grit in their cells and, you know, they were, you know, like blocking the shots and like, you know, taking the hits and stuff like that. Nobody was scared. Everybody was just standing up for each other. You got named assistant captain uh, for this year's uh, Cape Breton Screaming Eagles team. Uh, how honorable is that for you? You know, it meant a lot to me because, you know, I, I worked pretty hard during the year and, uh, 
we had like honestly like 19 20 guys like who could anybody could have been like assistant captain you know like we had such a great leadership this year so it was really tough decision by coaches you know like they didn't make a decision until after christmas because it was really tough for them to make that decision but you know it meant a lot to me that coaches you know mentioned my hard work and uh, you know trusted me to put the letter on my jersey you played in the majority of the top junior showcases such as the world juniors and the u18s what did it mean for you to represent russia as a country yeah man obviously i think for everybody like you know like canadian russian czech republic Finland guys like it's always honored to just represent your country at the big tournaments and you know it's just always you should you know, you should be proud of yourself that you're representing your country, you know, like everybody works hard for that. And I think it's just great opportunity for anybody. Like, you know, it meant a lot to me this year to make World Juniors and, you know, show up for my country and, you know, wear Team Russia jersey. Like it meant everything for me, basically. In this year's World Juniors in Kosici, you beat my Canadians uh, in the round robin 6 nothing. You blew them out, having them pull their starter and put the backup in. Was there some comfortability going up against them in the finals? Oh, no, man. You know, like, every game is just, you know, mindset supposed, like, in our heads was just like, it's going to be the toughest game of the tournament, you know. Starting from Czech in the group stage and going all the way to the finals, you know, it never was in our heads like, we're going to win that game easy. You know what I mean? It's just like every game at the World Juniors, like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, right? And every team is, you know, have stars who like high draft picks in NHL and like they all play pro back in Europe. So, you know, it never was like something we won. We beat Canada 6-0 in the group stage. We're going to go like and roll them over in finals. Like, you know what I mean? We, we came out strong and, you know, like, unfortunately we lost, but, you know, it was great game of hockey and, you know, Canada won and, we were still proud of ourselves. What is the coolest thing about the World Juniors? Because it's obviously the top junior showcase. It's just cool thing that it's like, you know, all the top players from the world under 20. Like, it's just, they all here. And, you know, you, you we had a team like, and, you know, like we never played with each other basically. And here, what, here's one month for you guys to get together, be a family and, uh, you know, play a tournament best like probably like most important tournament in your life so I think that's the coolest thing like how people get close to each other and you know how people start trusting each other in the turn like in that like short time so I think that was the coolest thing and would you say that's hard to kind of build the chemistry in that short amount of time yeah like you know it's tough because like we had like three guys who come came over from like North America like me Alexandrov and Kovanov and actually the Zamula defenseman and like all other guys are playing in KHL or VHL and home, like, and it's different styles of hockey, like, you know, and, like, you have to split lines. You obviously can put us, like, just same line, like, Canadian guys, and you're going to put, like, another guy, same line. Like, you know, it's, you know, it takes lots of time, but I think uh, it's fun when you try um, to find, like, connection be between other guys and, you know, help them on the ice and they help you. Now, you must play against Alexis Lafreniere basically on a quite frequent basis with him playing in the QMJHL and in the World Juniors. He is a phenomenal player. Uh, how hard is it going up against him? Oh, man, he is obviously a great player. Like, no wonder he's uh, for number first ranked in NHL draft right now, you know. You never know what's going to happen when he has a puck and his stick. Like, you don't know. Like, nothing you can expect. Like, you know, like some players, you might know that, like, 
they're gonna pass now. Like they're gonna shoot now. But this guy, he gets the puck and like he just don't know what to expect. He can dangle you. He can pass. He can just skate away. And you know, like he has just a great hockey IQ and uh, you know, like great shot, great like offensive game. And like no wonder he is a uh, number one overall pick in NHL draft. Whenever that's gonna happen. So I'm excited what his future holds him. How long did it take you to get over the heartbreak of losing in the finals? Not too long, man. It just like first probably like 10, 15 minutes was tough. And after, you know, you start, you still realize that you're second best team in the world. So like, it's not like we lost like everybody in the tournament. Like you're still second best in the world. So it took me a long time. What are some of the challenges that, you know, you as a player had to face during the World Juniors? Well, challenges was like first it was like when we lost two games in the group stage and uh, we we were coming out the last game in the group stage against Germany and it was the game if we lose we go you get play. relegated. Yeah, so you know like it was a huge challenge. Like you know it was in my head before the game and it was kind of sketchy. Like you like no way like is that that really gonna happen? So you know like that was a, probably the biggest challenge. And after that like going into the playoff games like I was just trying to have fun and, you know, enjoy hockey and try to compete against those guys. And uh, I think it worked out pretty well. What would you say is a typical game day for you? Uh, usually, like, wake up around 8 to 9 and have a breakfast and go to the rink. And, you know, if I don't go on the ice, I would just stretch out, you know, bike and, um, you know, the, just try to get my body going a bit, like play soccer or something. But usually I'd rather to go on the ice where, like, 15, 20 minutes, just if you play away somewhere, just fill the boards and ice and uh, how's everything in the, in the rink. And after we'd go back home and just, you know, chill, hang out, like basically lay down on my bed and um, talk to my parents back home and um, have a lunch. And after that, we'd just, you know, just, you know, hang out, basically chill, relax, try to, you know, set the mindset in my head and like, what I'm going to do in this game. And after I would just go to the rink and, uh, you know, warm up and all that stuff. How busy are, would you say that you are during the season? I'm pretty busy, man. This year I had a really busy season. I, like, you know, I came, I went to NHL camp in Columbus first and uh, came back right to the first game in the queue and uh, it started to go like nonstop. I played queue games and after Canada, Russia, come back, a couple of games here. Uh, World Juniors training camp, World Juniors come back in the queue and queue again. And, like, you know, I was really looking forward to the playoffs, but unfortunately got canceled. But it was really busy season for me, man. How do you keep busy during a normal off season? Uh, usually, you know, my off season is usually looks like I'm going to work out in the morning and uh, after I would just go on the ice. And after I just most likely like try to recover, you know, maybe hang out with my friends, but. Honestly, like most of the times, I just focus on my body, how I, you know, how much I get rest. So make sure I'm rested for next day, and I can like you know perform 100% in the gym and on the ice again. Across the CHO, they have adopted the teddy bear toss, uh, which is a great cause. Have you been a part of a teddy bear toss game? Yeah, last year, like year before, I scored a goal and uh, the first goal of the game, and uh, teddy bear came out on the ice basically. It was really fun. It was a really cool goal. And, you know, seeing the kids throwing uh, teddy bears on the ice was a great experience for me. 
It must have been. I mean, like, you know, coming from Russia, there's probably nothing like this. You know, the atmosphere is amazing when the goal gets scored. It's just a great day for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, man. It was, you know, it was fun. It's probably, like, one of the coolest goals I ever scored, you know. I always will remember that one. Are you the one to uh, get in your opponent's head, or would you rather say that you like to do your, uh, you know, your game, the talking? Wait, what? Are you one to chirp the opponent, or would you say you let your game do the talking? Yeah, I, I'm not a big talker. Like, I don't really talk on the ice, basically. You know, I try to just – if somebody talks to me, I just try to go and, like, you know, score a goal next shift and just look at him and say, like, you talk to me, like, I'm going to just do it. Like, you know, you try to get in my head, but I'm going to be in your head at the same time. And what would you say is your go-to shootout move if you get the chance? Uh, I just lost you for a second. What What do you say? What's your go-to shootout move if you get the chance? Oh, uh, my go-to shootout move is just, uh, I don't know if I want to tell anybody that secret, but usually because I have a good shot, I'm just looking for a shot in the first and after. I see how goalie play that in that situation. I see if he comes out pretty far, I could you know, fake shot or something, but usually it's just my, my main focus is shooting. Did I lose you? No. Just finishing it. Oh, I just lost you there for a second. Oh, hello? Hello, Igor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm here. I can hear you now. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Last question here on the podcast. Uh, what, what would you say is your best advice to give aspiring hockey players? Like just the little kids who start playing hockey now? Yeah, like guys that might look up to you one day when you're playing in the NHL. Yeah, I would say just, you know, Work hard, and uh, if you like, if you go to play, like let's say CHL or something, and you didn't get drafted in your first year, like don't just say like I don't want to play hockey no more. You know, like I was looking forward to it, and I didn't get drafted. Like, man, I I was supposed to get drafted at 17 and 18, and I didn't. And then, you know, you know, I took it as an extra push in myself. You know, I took it as like extra kick in my butt, and you know, work extra hard on the ice, work extra hard in the gym, and uh, Keep going and, you know, everything, if you do, you will always reach your goal. But if you're just going to say, it should just came down on me, basically, and I should have get drafted and blah, blah, blah. So why would I play hockey now? I think that's just the best case for everybody, every kid who starts playing hockey now. All right. Well, I'd like to thank 73rd ranked prospect Igor Sokolov for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Igor. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me.